Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Passes to Thomas. He's gone. Touchdown, Saints. Got a bunch of room and some blockers. Hurdling a blocker at the 25. Inside the 50. What a run by Kamara, who's all the way in for a touchdown. Wow. Reese, quick throw. Sanders got there. Football fans and hoodats all over the world, get ready for an episode of Believe in Saints on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, John Hendricks. And welcome back to another episode of Believe in Saints. I'm John Hendricks alongside Terrence Copper, coming at you to talk a little bit more Saints and try to make sense of what's going on right now with this team. Um, Terrence, I think that's the million-dollar question right now, right? Yeah, man, that's... That game was tough to watch. It was tough yeah. to watch. Yeah, I, I I, mean, nothing really went right. And, and you know, we talked about it last week that, you know, I, I felt like if they could at least be within a possession, which they, they did in the ha- first half. I mean, the defense responded. They did what they needed to. Ten points wasn't insurmountable, but they just kind of fell apart and they couldn't generate anything offensively. I mean, what were some of the things that you saw? Obviously, it was, it was there's not much you could say that was good on this tape. The biggest thing that I, of course, I mean, we didn't play well offensively. We we did hardly anything offensively. The biggest thing that it keeps going back to, we just, we don't have enough, to be honest with you. Uh, when I say we don't have enough, you got Kamara out, you got Ingram out, you know, receivers, we, we don't, we don't really don't have that big play receiver that we can go to. We just don't have enough. You got Winston out, and I hate to keep going back to injuries, but you just don't have enough. We don't have enough firepower on the offensive side of the ball. And that is when I look at that game, of course, I can't, I'm not taking anything away from Buffalo. They, I think they did, they did a good job with their play calling. But and defensively, and we stepped up, made some plays defensively. But offensively, we just don't have enough. And and when we do get two interceptions, you know, we got to capitalize off of it offensively. You know, we, we just don't have enough offensively. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, it showed in a big way. I mean, you know, a lot of people we've talked to this week or I've talked to, they're like, man, it, when you introduce this offensive starters, I mean, it sounds like a preseason roster, you know, almost mm-hmm. with no disrespect to everybody, but you know, it's just how it kind of comes out. And again, it was a lot of emotions riding into it because Drew was there obviously, and he was honored at halftime, which is cool to see, but you know, guys like little Jordan Humphrey is your, was your leading wide receiver and running the football, I mean, Tony Jones Jr., he tried 16 carries, but he only had 27 yards. So, I mean, it just – I mean, you said it. Offensively, they just didn't have enough, right? And it wasn't good enough. It was – I like some of the aggressive calls on fourth down, even going for a fake punt because you kind of needed to. But, you know, it just mm-hmm. comes down to the execution. And defensively, I mean, you're down so many pass rushers. You get some creative looks with Caden Ellis, but you get some big turnovers. You get some sacks in this game. But, again, at, at the end of it all – uh, most of this game was decided going into the fourth quarter and then it was kind of just garbage time. And so, you know, mm-hmm. again, I, I think the big question here is, you know, going into Dallas, um, you've got Mark Ingram that should be back. You're still concerned about these two starting tackles. We're not sure today, Wednesday is going to be a big deal day for these guys. But again, Dallas is also a little bit banged up, may not have Mar- Amari Cooper. They're missing their head coach because of COVID. Now Dan Quinn's going to take over. 
um, again, this is kind of one of those things where this is another opportunity for the Saints and, you know, turning to Taysom Hill, presumably as a starter, he's dealing with plantar fascia and that's a painful injury and, and it, you know, signs are indicating him being the starter. Is that going to be enough for the Saints team? You know what? I don't know if it's going to be enough, but it gives us a great opportunity. Uh, and the reason why I say that it gives us a great opportunity, because especially if you don't know about your tackles, how the offensive line is going to be, uh, you don't want to have a sitting duck back there. And when I say a sitting duck, Simeon is potentially a sitting duck back there. Uh, and the way we cannot generate offense right now, you need a quarterback back there that can not only throw the ball because, you know, we haven't seen a lot of it, but Taysom Hill can still throw the ball. He's not a bad quarterback. He played quarterback, you know, so he's not a bad quarterback. But he also gives us that option that he can take off and run with it. And that can generate some offense for us as well. When we can't, when we can't run the ball and we can't throw the ball as well like we need to, or, or if our offensive line is, is not healthy and they get into the quarterback, now at least you have somebody back there that's mobile enough to create something with his feet and not just always with his arm. And, to, and that can continue to generate offense for us. We're back in better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. And let's face it, I mean, Hill doesn't have to go in there and throw deep bombs the whole time, and that's been kind of one of those things where you know, whether it's as a footing issue or just being able to, to get execution off on it, it's not something that they have to pull off. Just just make first downs, control the clock. I mean, this mm-hmm. is general football, right? But, you know, again, for this team, you're looking at them right now at five and six. And, I mean, it wasn't so long we're saying, hey, these guys are five and two. We're trying to figure out who this team was still and having these four straight losses. I mean, this is this is now desperation mode. I mean, you got six games left in your season. You have to win at least – four of the next six or the final six to be able to be in a wild card position. And so, you know, health is what it is. And again, this is the team that's not going to hide behind that, but at the same time, they know nobody's going to come through the doors and save the season. So it's a lot riding on this game. And, and, you know, Dallas is at seven and four, they're coming off a, an ugly game on Thanksgiving where, I mean, and I say that in penalties wise, I think it was what 25 penalties or something crazy. I mean, they were just, mm-hmm. It's just insane and hard to watch on Thanksgiving. But, you know, they're a team trying to to compete and keep up with guys like Green Bay and stuff. So they need this game too. But obviously this is desperation mode for the Saints. I mean, in a, a situation like this, would you expect uh, Sean Payton to maybe pull out all the stops or have a concerted game plan just to kind of go out and execute? Uh, no, he's going to pull out all the stops. He's he's not going to hold any punches. Uh because he knows this is a desperation game. They might not talk about it in the locker room like that, but trust me, the way they're playing and the way they're the way the season is trending, he definitely understands. And not just him, the players, they understand, regardless if they say it or not in the locker room, regardless if they say it, they understand that this game is a must-win game. They have to win this game because to me, when I look at it, 
by them making the move to put in Taysom Hill at the quarterback, I feel like that is, I'm not going to say it's a move of desperation. I'm not going to say that because Taysom Hill is a good quarterback. I think he is. But it's a move that they're desperate for offense. They're desperate for it. And they're going to try to find it any way possible. And I think the best thing that they can do, and, and to me, when I'm looking at it, I feel like our hope is in Taysom Hill. That is that offensively, that is our hope. All of our hope lies with Taysom Hill. And and for me to sit here and say, you know, that we still can do something, that the, the future's still bright, we still got time. The way this season is going, it's not looking that way. And I'm just being honest, it's not looking that way. I feel like if Taysom Hill can't get it done, I don't I I think we'll be very hard pressed to get into the playoffs. So to me, all the marbles, and I hate to put a lot of pressure on Taysom Hill, but Taysom Hill is gonna is gonna have to be the guy that sparks us offensively. Whether he's throwing it or whether he's using his feet, but we gotta find some offense from somewhere. And I think Taysom Hill, I think he can do it. It's gonna be a tough job. It is gonna be tough, but I think he can do it because he is that type of player. And I'm just glad he's getting the opportunity to show it. I hate that he got to show it in these conditions, but I think he's going to shock a lot of people. I joked about it, and I said, man, how cool would it be if, if the storyline is that Taysom Hill comes in and saves the Saints season? I think that would be awesome, just all things considered, where this guy yep. had a legitimate shot at the, the top quarterback spot. Winston beat him out, obviously, and then he kind of accepts it and goes back and, and does everything to be able to his jack of all trades role. But now he's got an opportunity to be the quarterback and, you know, that injury that he's been dealing with, obviously there's no mystery of why he's just been, you know, available just in case, because that injury, I mean, you know, Sean Payton was talking about it on Tuesday, just how painful it is. And I don't know if you've dealt with those. I know I've had a flare up on my foot like that. And man, it's like, you're walking on, on coals of fire like hot fire the whole time. And it's like, mm -hmm. you know, somebody just jabbing needles into your bottom of your foot. I mean, it's not a pain. It's not a very fun injury to deal with. And it's just like, sometimes it feels better. Sometimes it doesn't. And there's not much you can do, but Sean was talking about how, you know, they did the dry needles in it. And, you know, the problem is the blood flow getting there and such, but, you know, obviously I noticed his, his foot was taped up a considerable lot more on the sidelines, uh, especially in the last game, but, you know, again, this is a, a game where you look at Dallas and obviously you're going to travel well. You know, you know, as well as I do, you played for both teams. You know how this 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 team, these two, it's not necessarily I would say rivalry, but, you know, in proximity, Dallas travels well to New Orleans. New Orleans travels well to Dallas. But again, I feel like this is the season because this is going to be the true test of this team. And I get, you know, mathematically, they're still going to be alive after this game, but you're going to have to rely on so many other teams to do your job. And the saints are just not in a good spot when it comes to that. So, I mean, I think this is the season coming up. It, it, I definitely agree with you. It's definitely the season. I just never, if you look at statistics and look at numbers, I've just never seen a team and not saying it can't happen, but I've just never seen a team to lose five games in a row and then make the playoffs that same year. I just never seen it, you know, so that's why I feel like this is, is desperation time. Uh, and then we have to play well at home. We haven't played well at home this year. Yeah. Uh, we, we dropped some games at home, you know, so we have to play well. Like I said, I, I feel like looking at it on paper, like, man, okay, the Cowboys, they're struggling a little bit right now. 
you know, we're struggling. They're coming into New Orleans to play. Looking on paper, I would say, you know what, the edge go to New Orleans. But we're not playing well at home. You know, so that home field advantage, don't get me wrong, the crowd is still there. The crowd is still going to give us that energy. But as a team, we're not playing that well when we're coming back home. So we got our work cut out for us. And don't get me wrong, the Cowboys are not, they're not world beaters, but they're still in a good position where they're at. And I think that the Cowboys is a good team. I think they're struggling right now. But I really think once they become healthy again, they're going to be the team to beat. So if we're going to beat the Cowboys, we need to try to get them now. Uh, while they're struggling, like I said, the, the head coach, he's not going to be there. Uh, I think they may have a couple of more coaches that's, that may be out. I'm not sure, but I know for sure the head coach won't be there. So if we're going to get the Cowboys, if this is the time for us to take them, they're coming to our house. You know, they they dealing with elements as well. You know, we're dealing with it. It's all about who can make the adjustments. Man, and they, Ezekiel is a question mark, too. I, I know there was some concern for them, but, you know, they have a talented another back in Tony Pollard, too, and they've got a lot of good weapons. And defensively, I think they're going to get Tank Lawrence back, so that's a big jolt for them. But, you know, again, it's uh, it's it's just an opportunity. And you said the home struggles. I mean, you got to remember the only other home game they had besides the Bucks that they won was in Jacksonville in the season over against Green Bay. So, I mean – it's really yeah. weird seeing this team struggle at home. And I, I think some of it can be attributed to the offensive struggles. Um, you know, Atlanta was a weird one. The Giants game was a weird one. Uh, you know, all this stuff that's happened since then. I mean, it's just uncharacteristic for this team to do so bad at home. And, uh, you know, again, I know the fans are doing everything they can to, to get behind them and stuff, but they need something to cheer for. You know, I'm looking at third quarter when, Buffalo's up, you know, big time. They they're heading for the exits. I mean, it's 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 just kind of guess the reality. But you know, offensively, you're just not doing anything, and that's tough to see. And then on the flip side of the ball, defensively, I think that this team has been struggling a good bit. You know, is um, tackling isn't looking good. You know, that play Marshawn Lattimore gets beat by Dawson Knox. He slips on the Superdome mm-hmm. turf. I mean, that's 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 a hard mm-hmm. one to watch. And so, I mean, it's been a culmination of things defensively where. Look, I don't think they're playing their best football either. Yeah, they got the turnovers, but there's some struggles there on that defense. And and so, I mean, there's a lot of things that are going into this game. And, you know, you've been on teams, plenty of professional teams, and you've been in similar situations in New Orleans and stuff. Is this a game where, you know, leaders just call people out or is this just a kind of a humble approach? Let's just go play our game. I mean, what do you – what do you do when you're in such a hole like this to be able to say, okay, let's go out and put one together? The first thing I'm quite sure they, they've done it or they're going to do it or probably already have done it. Uh, you got to, you got to have a players only meeting. Uh, you got to have a players only meeting, no coaches in that meeting room because it's a lot of blame to go around for everybody. It's not just the offense. It's not just the defense. It's special teams, special teams as well, defense as well, offense as well. So you need to have, and this is what we usually do, have a players only meeting and then be very serious about that meeting and lay everything on the table. And we're going to be honest with each other. We're not going to hold anything back from each other. But then you have a players only meeting, no coaches, just the players. At the end of the day, we got to make the plays move out on that football field. And everybody needs to have a heart to heart. Like I'm quite sure they already done this uh, and try to get on one accord and try to make some plays and try to make the most of what's going on even though you are down, you have injuries and different things like that. But at the end of the day, everybody is still professional football players. 
still professional football players and got to hold each other accountable. So to me, that's the first thing that's going to happen. Uh, a players only meeting and just be very real in there uh, and try to get this thing turned around because if it's going to get turned around, it's not going to be the coaches that's going to turn it around. It's going to be the players. I mean, the coaches got to put the players in the right position. That is their job. Put them in the right position to be successful. But at the end of the day, the players are the ones that has to go out there and execute and make the plays. So if this game will get turned around, it's not going to be the coaching staff. It's not going to be the fans that's going to turn around. Those players in that player-only meeting are the only people that can turn this around. And that's what they got to look to, and that's what they got to depend on and lean on. Yeah, I love how you said that. I mean, because again, it's it's on the onus is on them, right? And oh yeah, again, I think they have the talent. Even with them being hurt, I still think if we stack them up to several teams, if they can go out and execute their game, because I go back to guys like Demario Davis, Malcolm Jenkins, Cam Jordan, and say when we execute on our level, nobody can touch us. And I agree. I really do believe once they do, but you know, there's been subtle things throughout the season, throughout the past several games, losing. I mean, again, it just starts with each series, each play, do what you're supposed to do, get out mm-hmm. off the field offensively, let them take care of things, just control what you can control. And I mean, at the end of it all, you know, Buffalo was good on third down. They were eight to 13. I mean, that's, that's a hard one that defensively, you got to figure that stuff out, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, running the football, they weren't that great. I and mean, Buffalo wasn't, but now you got a team that's going to run the football and has some interesting weapons on the outside. So uh, and in special teams, special teams is bad last week. I mean, it's trending in the wrong direction. You know, I, I said it up in press box a couple of times. It's like, why is Deontay taking this out? And it just he, for him to only get a few yards. I mean, that's special teams coverage breakdown for sure. But, you know, that's when, when he's not getting any success in a return game, you know, mm-hmm. things are going bad for this team. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Going bad. Like, even if the Buffalo only had 100. Buffalo only had 113 yards rushing and they had, but it was by committee, you know? So you had different guys that was getting these yards. It wasn't like it was just one running back that was really just killing it. And so, but when I look at this Dallas game, me personally, I kind of wish that Ezekiel Elliott was playing this game. And the reason why is because not that he's not a, a great running back. He's not a good running back. But what's going to happen is they're going to give Tony Pollard the ball a lot more. And to me, and I don't know how everybody's feel about it, to me, I feel like Tony Pollard is a more explosive and he's a better running back right now than Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, that's one thing that I've been talking about all year. I felt like Tony Pollard should have been in the starting role, but I got that Ezekiel Elliott was the money guy. They paid him all this money. You know, he's the big name. He's the starting guy. He's the one that's going to get most of the touches. But I know I'm, I'm not a fan that the fact he's not playing because now Tony Pollard will get a lot of the touches, whether it's in the screen game, whether it's running the ball. And shots last week, he ran a kickoff back for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Ezekiel Elliott is not playing this game, to me, that is, and the Cowboys may not look like, may not think the same, but I think that's a win for the Cowboys because now Tony Pollard get a chance to really show what he can do. And he's a good running back that I feel like should be starting over Ezekiel Elliott. So the Saints defense, we have our work cut out for us. You can't look at the fact that Ezekiel Elliott is not playing that, okay, that's that's helping us out. No, it's not because Tony Pollard, to me, is a better running back and a, and a more explosive runner. And he can do more things than Ezekiel. So we got our work cut out for us, man. It's, it's going to be a tough game. 
but I think we still can win it. I actually got two bets on this game. I bet oh, yeah. two, two different people. I bet one person a Starbucks, and I bet another person, <laughs> <laughs> and I bet another person breakfast that the Saints will pull this game out. So here we go, Saints. We got to win it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, well, I, you know, I was going to get to it and say, you know, what you're thinking. Again, I, I feel good. I still – I feel – I know I've been saying it for weeks, and it's hard for me to pick against the Saints. I just – again, we live in a world where – dropping five straight with the talent they have, even making a quarterback change, even just getting Mark Ingram back is a huge thing. Just getting some of these key pieces back and just finding a spark offensively. Because I think even if this offense doesn't do as well, if you can get them up to 21 to 24 points, I feel like the defense can take care of the rest. I feel Mm -hmm. like if you can put at least 20, 24 on the board, defensively you should be able to stop Dallas enough and force some field goals. You can give up some yards, some chunk plays, some big plays, all that stuff. But I feel like if they can get offensively some stronger start, because that's been missing in all these losses, it's been missing a lot all season is they can't get off to a hot start and then just be in it, you know, when it counts or just even get a lead. I think it's going to go a long way for them. Oh yeah, definitely. And like I said, it'll give the defense a chance to get some rest. It'll, it'll give the defense a chance, especially when the offense is doing better. It'll, it'll give the defense a chance when they do get that interception, you know, and the offense will come out and score. Those are those momentum changers. Those are game changers, you know, when the defense does st- get a chance to stop the opponent. The offense got to put something from the board. Uh, but, but when the defense are getting these stops and when they do get interceptions or turnovers or anything like that and the offense still stutters out, sputters out, and, and don't make anything happen, you know, it's – is wearing the defense down as well. So, so we, offensively, I think defense, everybody have their issues, but I think if they can take care of business offensively, we'll be okay. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, uh, again, it'll be interesting to see playing on another short week, if you will, just because it's you play a Thursday Thanksgiving game, then you play the Thursday before. I mean, I know some people have said, what in the world, you know, but – after this, they get like a mini buy because they won't have to play until the next Sunday against the Jets. So they get an extra mm-hmm. couple of days to rest. But, you know, again, I think this is the season. Listen, I got to ask you this, too, whilst thinking about it, because obviously you played for Dallas, you played for New Orleans, you played for a few teams. But, you know, what do you remember most about Sean Payton in Dallas? And then what was the difference that you saw with him when you first came to New Orleans when he, he got you? Uh, so the first thing that I noticed was when I was in Dallas with Coach Payton. I mean, don't get me wrong, he was still was a great coach. But the head of that, the head of that team was Bill Parcells. Mm. You know, Bill Parcells, he was the general. Uh, he ran that team. So uh, don't get me wrong, the the assistant coaches, they had their part in it and they had, I mean, they had their input and their knowledge on certain things. But at the end of the day, what Bill Parcells said and what he wanted to do went. You know, so once I got to New Orleans, you know, it coach coach Peyton really kind of started inserting himself a little bit more, you know, more insertive. And he was actually we actually got a chance to do the things that he wanted to do. Not saying that he didn't do some of the things he wanted to do in Dallas, but the control guy changed. Now it's not Coach Parcells that's running the ship. Now it's Coach Peyton running it the way he wanted to run it. And you see what happens when you when you give him opportunity to run something the way he wants to run it and and how it looked the way he wants to look, you know he can change a, a he can change a program around and that's what he did in New Orleans. He changed that program around uh, when he had free reigns to do what he wanted to do, uh, and he didn't have to really 
quote unquote answer anybody uh, in a Bill Parcells, which Bill Parcells taught all his coaches a lot, you know, but Bill Parcells still was the head guy. So with, with Coach Payton going to New Orleans and having a chance to, to run that team and run that organization the way he wanted to run it, you know, it was just an amazing job that he did and the way he turned that program around. And I think it's a big reason why Sean Payton is, is so good in New Orleans, too, because he has that control. He has the trust of the owners. He works well with Mickey Loomis. I mean, there's just so many mm -hmm. moving pieces. But ultimately, it's it's Payton's team. I've said that for a long time. I mean, ever since oh, yeah. he got onto the on the scene is just that he's able to do what he needs to do and put his team in the best position to win. And sometimes, you know, I guess you could say from some people, if people think it bites him in the butt or whatever. But again, you know, his track record says – he's pretty much got to give this man the benefit of the doubt with his winning records, a Super Bowl, playoff victories, being able to turn the team around from those seven and nine years. I mean, this is, this is a team that, you know, seven and nine is the worst that he's had as, as a head coach. Obviously he's mm -hmm. had it a couple of times, but you know, he's never had like a, a three and 13 and now you have a 17th game, but I mean, this is a guy that doesn't like to lose and he's going to do everything he can to make sure he puts his team in the best position to win. And so, I definitely feel like that's a huge competitive edge and for him to do it as long as he has only behind Bill Belichick. And, you know, you got guys like Mike Tomlin who've done it for a long time too, but man, he's just a, a different breed. And, you know, I know he just, I feel like he, if I was in uh, just a fly on the wall, if he could just get to the postseason and just yep. get a couple of these players back, I just know that the saints team could do something, but they've got a ways to go and it starts with Dallas. So any, uh, yeah, go ahead. John. John, when you just said if we can just get to the postseason, that is one of his – I'm telling you, that's something that – I mean, when I was playing, that was one of his quotes that he said, like, if let's just get – if we can just get there, let's just get to the postseason because he knows his capabilities when it comes to coaching. He knows what he can do when he gets to the playoffs. Uh, and, you know, he, he just know how good he is when it comes to coach and his coaching staff. Don't get me wrong, you know, a coach, a head coach is only as good as his assistant coaches. And he has some great assistant coaches under him as well. So it's not just, it's not just coach Payton. He got some great assistant coaches, but coach Payton knows the type of coach that he is. He knows he's a great coach and he will be in the hall of fame. Uh, whenever he decides to, to retire, not saying he should, but I'm just saying he will be in the hall of fame because he's that type of coach. But when you said that, if we just get to the playoffs, I just that just popped in my head of something he used to say uh, when I was playing. If we can just get there, let's just get there, you know. So it just brought back some memories when you said that. I had to cut you <laughs> off. I'm sorry. No, you're good, man. No, that's why we have you on because I mean it's just one of those things and stuff. And so that's why you the valuable knowledge you bring to the table. So obviously you're taking uh, the Saints. I'm taking the Saints. You got a score prediction for us? Oh, uh, I. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I have 17-20 Saints. Okay, cool. I'd say 24-20 Saints. I think, again, get to that 20 magic number, the 24, and then defense. I mean, when they met a, a few years ago at home here, what, it was 12-10 to 10 when Teddy Bridgewater was playing. So mm -hmm. these two know how to play, have some defensive slugfest and – Going to be an interesting element. Obviously, they're not going to have their head coach. We've got to wait and see what happens with some of them. Them not having Amari Cooper is going to be huge. But, you know, this is put up or shut up for this team, and it's going to be electrifying in the Superdome. And they need this win uh, more than anybody else and any of the other 31 teams across the NFL, I'll tell you that much. So. That's right. <laughs> 
Good deal. Anything uh, else you want to plug or say before we get out of here, Terrence? Uh, nothing, man. Uh, go Saints. That's it. All right. Well, he's said it himself. On behalf of Terrence Copper, I'm John Hendricks. As always, tune to Believe in Saints and check us out on Apple, Spotify, all the different various networks that we're on as far as our listed for podcasts. And just give us a like and some feedback. And guys, we appreciate the support. We'll talk at you next week. Thanks. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube